Hello, and welcome back to Jeroda's Journeys. Um, I am your DM, Game Master, all-around nut job, uh, James Pichet. Uh, with me are my characters, my players. Say hello. Hello. No, you have to hello. actually say hello, Melanie. Okay, hello. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, the people can't see you wave through an oh. audio file. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we are going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we'll see how it goes tonight. We're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, instead of having me, uh, do a recap of the last, uh, episode, we're actually going to have one of the players in character do a little recap of the last episode. So Alicia, uh, please tell us what happened last session. Well, uh, last session, I got a really bad headache from my grandmother dying and the psychic backlash that came from that. And then when I was dealing with the headache, my party members forced me to drink a potion that may or may not have been poison. I'm not sure. I went into a white void for a while. It was weird. When I came back, everyone was all freaking out. Uh, but we realized that we needed to get all of the flowers back to town as soon as possible and finish our mission. So we went to bed and then we decided to apparently fight slash befriend some cobalts that were stealing the flowers. And then we went and raided the cobalt. Well, we didn't raid the cobalt camp. We lured out the leader of the cobalts from there. And through a lot of bribery, we got a bunch of cobalts to help us figure out how to get to all his granny's house so that we can get the flowers and save everybody, and I can have a talk with Billingsworth about the potion that he gave Mer uh, to Maywin. Because I don't think that helped. <laughs> no, it uh, probably did not help. Uh, yes, there is some stuff that uh, I believe you do have questions about. Um, what were the yeah. names of the two kobolds that you guys befriended? Ah. Uh, well, we uh, first befriended the very, uh, very ignorant uh, Trevor, mm -hmm. uh, and then um, the much more intelligent Alan and um, his large friend, who his name is escaping me right now. Fat Sam. Fat Sam. What? Oh, I'm yeah, Fat Sam. Fat, Fat Sam. Sam. Yes, Fat Sam. Yes. yes. And Fat Sam, who and also Sam. is not very intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> I think Alan keeps very unintelligent kobolds around him to feel smarter. That would make sense. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, as we uh, ended the last session, uh, you had convinced Alan uh, with uh, Trevor and also uh, Fat Sam to take you to uh, directly as the way kobolds go to uh, Granny's house um, to see if you can get some more uh, flowers. Um, did Alan tell you, I don't remember, did Alan tell you how long it was going to take to get to Granny's? Uh, he said we needed to go west two days uh, and when yep. we start to see trees with colors that make no sense, we're getting close. Yes, okay. I wasn't sure if we, uh, if uh, if he had told you that. So, um, uh, what we're going to do is with, uh, uh, Alan's help, you guys can, um, 
get to Granny's place um, relatively easy. Uh, I'm not going to make you guys make survival checks anymore. Um, but because uh, um, uh, he's going to he's going to lead you there. But uh, I put uh, into the discord chat uh, the Albert Rodeo uh, map. So if you guys haven't pulled it up, uh, pull it up again. All right. Everybody in. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, oops. Oh, okay. Hold on. There we go. Okay. So, you guys are right here. And wow. sorry, Flynn. I know you don't want me to move that. All right. So, uh, you guys are right here. You move one space uh, every day. So, we're going to move you right there. I do, however, uh, need you guys to roll for random encounters. Um, so let's start with Maywin. Why don't you roll me a d12 and let's see what happens. Yay. Four. Four. Okay. So you're, uh, uh, you're, uh, tra tra traipsing along, um, uh, Nothing, you know, nothing major happening. Um, you know, the it's kind of a nice day. You're walking with the the kobolds. Um, Trevor is very talkative. Uh, he wants to know all about you. Uh, he's fascinated by, um, uh, by uh, you know, the dwarf and and the elves and just because he's never seen people like this before all he really knows is is other kobold so he wants to know all about you guys so he's kind of like one of those like um like uh, uh uh um you know like a kindergartner you know it's like so why are your ears pointy why Can, why are you so tall why are you so short why do you have a beard like just why 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 just but <laughs> and it just Bouncing along and skipping along. He's having a great time. Alan seems to be kind of just like he's kind of like on a mission. So he's kind of focused. And Fat Sam is just staring up at the trees. He looks a little ladybug. He Alan's constantly having to like corral him because like it's kind of like a dog in up where he's like, Oh, look, pretty tree. Oh, look, pretty squirrel. A squirrel! Oh, look, pretty tree. You know, just like completely ADHD, just cannot focus on anything. Um, so even though you guys are moving along at a good pace, it is kind of slowing you down a little bit because you're having to stop multiple times to like, hey, where did Fat Sam go? Oh, he's still looking at that thing over there. Um but the day progresses, uh, nothing uh, attacks you or bothers you uh, except for the kobolds themselves. Uh, and you are able to uh, find a relatively uh, secure campsite. Um, how do you want to, now that you have the kobolds with you, how do you want to set up your uh watch or sleeping arrangements or what do you want to do um 
Are we traveling by night still or by day? I I forget well, what our current that's, travel that's, situation is. So you you <laughs> left at you left at excuse me. Uh you got to the camp at night. As you were traveling, it hit day. So you can travel uh during the day. Um you will all receive a point of exhaustion, but if you want to get back onto the sleep at night walk during the day schedule, uh, you will have to push through at least one time through the day to get to the night. Um, I will let you go until like, I would say four or five o'clock in the afternoon. And then if you guys stop and rest, um, you should be all right. And then we'll, we'll get you back onto the, Sleep at night, walk during the day schedule, but it's up to you. Um, I think it might be best to try to be sleeping at night again. Um, I mean, we don't need to look for the flowers anymore. And, you know, these guys seem to prefer to, like, do stuff at night. So maybe they're, like, not as ornery during the day. I mean, we can sleep at night. I'm okay with that. I can keep going. I can keep on. Also, I'd like to get to Olive's grand's house as quickly as possible. I agree. Yes. Okay. Rid of our, our Slytherin companions sooner rather than later. Mm. Um. So we'll we'll take the one level of exhaustion, but we're going to rest. So that should go away soon. Right. Well, okay. So you're going to push on, uh, as the day, uh, progresses. So I do need one other person to roll, uh, a, a random encounter. So Bonnie, why don't you roll a D 12? Tell me what you get. 12. 12. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, okay. All right. Let's see. Uh, roll me a percentile die. We'll start with that. All right. Uh, it's the 10 and the two digit one. Okay. Roll them together. 58, if I'm reading that correctly. 58. And you guys are all level four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 58. All righty. Here. Uh, Hmm. Let's see here. Uh, I don't know. You know what? Uh, roll it again, because <laughs> no, because just because that's that's stupid. <laughs> All right, fifty-eight is a no-go. Let's try yeah. fifty-six. Fifty-six. <laughs> Probably going to be the same thing. It really likes the fifty. I can try it again. If that's <laughs> messed up. Uh. Don't don't play Call of Cthulhu with those percentile dice rolls. You'll yeah. fail everything. Maybe I should get my other dice. You want to roll low and in... well, no, you run a roll low in Call of Cthulhu. Oh. Oh, okay. Which is why no, I do so bad in Call of Cthulhu. We'll do. We'll do. We'll do. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. So, <clears throat> as you guys are walking, um, who has the highest passive perception? What's your passive perception, Alicia? I think. Uh, mine's only ten. I think it's um actually our dwarf friend. Mm. I I do have thirteen. 
13 may win. What do you do then? Huh? I have 12, so it is 12. our door. Okay. Um, and Giovanni, uh, oh, uh, it's not here Giovanni with us. Giovanni has tonight. only like a 12 yeah. as well. I would say she's not here with us tonight. I'm just kind of, she's tagging along, but she's not actually like participating. Um, but, uh, I think she's so, making sure the cobalts don't betray us. She's yeah, watching it very yeah. carefully. Yeah. Or he, so, sorry. He, Someone's yeah. gotta. Right. Um, okay. So, uh, um, oh, I'm having a brain fart. Bonnie, what's your character's name again? Uh, Velody. Velody, thank you. <laughs> Velody, thank you. I wanted to, I, again, I wanted to say Vivaldi, but I'm like, no, that's <laughs> not it. You can, you can call her V if you want. She, v? she'll answer okay. to it. All right. Um, as you guys are walking, you start to hear kind of being carried on the wind. Oh, like a very faint whistling, humming kind of tune. Like somebody somewhere nearby, but not in visual range. You can kind of hear like a. Your mic didn't pick up your whistle. (laughs) That's very Uh, faint. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Hmm. so i'm I'm looking around like uh give me a perception check now that you're actively looking okay perception oh 19 plus 3 22 22 you kind of <clears throat> stop for a second really start to listen in and kind of like scan uh you know the the surrounding area really trying to take in like any sudden movements anything that doesn't look like it should be and just as you're about to give up and just like oh it must have been like the wind or something you see what looks like a part of a tree kind of detach itself and then move from one tree to another. And then it kind of like stops the whistling and the humming continues, but then you watch as it looks like part of the tree moves again and goes over to another tree. And you're pretty sure that whatever that is, is the source of the whistling and humming that you're hearing. Well, axe at the ready for sure. Okay. All right, everybody, hold up. We're not alone here. Do you see something? I sure do. I haven't stopped staring at it. Do you see yeah. that over there? There's a shape. Uh, make make a percept. Anyone that wants to look, make a perception check. See if you see what what Velody sees. Nope. DS a seven. I believe I probably do. Twenty one. <laughs> yes, you now. Now that Velodius pointed out, you also notice what looks like part of a tree moving from tree to tree. Hmm. 
is this is the are the trees alive i don't like the thought of that is, is that something alicia you've been in this forest is that is that something that happens here do trees detach and walk around who are you asking uh, oh sorry alicia because oh, uh-huh. sorry she's she's been here before i have not but i don't want any part I mean, talking I mean, trees part of the forest before um would i have uh I guess, make it, a what... make a well make a i'll say you can either make a arcana or a history or a nature check to kind of because you've been here you also have come in here a couple times with granny um as she's come in on adventures so and you've heard stories in in townsville uh and on your 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 you know adventures with with granny so uh we'll see if you if you heard anything so i'm gonna do arcana because it's the only one that i have a halfway decent chance of passing except Mm -hmm. for i rolled an eight okay so with an eight uh you do know that there are trees that are considered alive uh usually they're not of this realm and usually they don't whistle but yeah trees can be alive maybe but you're not sure you've ever seen one in this particular forest well um, Grant had told me before that like there are other places that have like living well all trees are living but like moving trees um, but I think she said those were like in different places that she visited when she was hanging out with like fairies and stuff as you guys are, are here. as you guys are having this conversation you hear from the source of the tree a voice, a very deep, booming voice that says, you, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, for trying to sneak up on someone, you're very loud. Were we trying to be sneaky? I think the only sneak here is you, tree. Show yourself. Uh, so you watch as the tree kind of like rotates and as it rotates, you notice that what looked like a tree is actually just a cloak that's covering a Goliath. And if you don't know what a Goliath is, a Goliath is a half giant. So think, think of a like seven foot tall, seven and a half foot tall, just huge hulking being wearing a giant cloak and you notice as he turns around that the cloak kind of reflects whatever is in front of him. So as he wraps the cloak around him, you can see his face, but the cloak looks like the tree that's behind him. That's a cool cloak. You move awfully quiet for such a big fellow. Mm. 
I don't know. I have never moved any differently. Uh, why do you think we are trying to sneak up on you? You're in my home. You did not announce yourself. Therefore, you were trying to be sneaky. Well, there's no sign saying it's your home. So the fact that we didn't announce ourselves for entering your home that we didn't know we entered is kind of a rude assumption. He snaps his fingers. And when he does, you notice that there's a bunch of sigils on trees that you've never really noticed before. But now that he's kind of illuminated them, it's quite obvious that there is a demarcation line. We'll call it that. This is my home. It says right there, home of George. George the Goliath. I love it. George, you'll have to forgive us. We've just been trying to make our way through the forest here, trying to get this little girl to her grandma. I assure you, we meant you no harm. And I bid you to let us pass through safely, please. All are welcome in my home. May I ask what your names are? Well, you um, gave us your name, George. I am Maywin Tunnelly. Hello, Maywin. Hello. I'm Alicia. Hello. Hello, Alicia Wayseri. And I'm Velody. You don't need my last name. Hello. Hello, Velody. You don't need my last name. Um... Well, we're we're just trying to, um, I guess, pass through your home. We didn't mean to disrupt your home. I'm I'm sorry. It, it's been a very long day, and I'm tired, and I'm going through a bunch right now. Do you wish to rest here? Um. I mean, I mean, that'd probably be nice. Um, we we do have a couple of cobalts following us. Would they be okay to rest here too? All are welcome in my garden. I look at the cobalts to make sure they're not going to cause problems. They are staring at the largest creature they have ever seen in their life. Alan is trying to look stoic. Fat Sam is just watching a butterfly, but, um, uh, Trevor, little piece coming out right now. <laughs> Can I insight Alan to see how intimidated by this Goliath he is? Sure, it's go like ahead. Almost yep. three times his size. Yes, go ahead. Um, that's a nineteen. <laughs> yeah, if he didn't have better bladder control, he'd be peeing more than Trevor. I I don't think the 
the cobalt are going to cause any problems. Then rest. My forest, my home, will protect you. You are safe from those who wish you harm. Mm. Who, is you. It, who is it you think that is in this forest? Who's wishing us harm? Are you? I wish no one or no thing harm. But there is another who is not as friendly as I am. Yeah. She wishes harm to all. Another Goliath? Another I, I don't know this word. Is she like you? Are you she, the same? She lives in the forest like me. But she is not of your size or stature or species? What is species? Does she look kind of like the little girl with us? But like older? He he looks over at Olive, who is just in awe of this uh, being. And he kind of squints his eyes. No, I do not think so. But she changes her appearance quite often. How does somebody change their appearance? Shapeshifter? Or does she change her appearance into multiple different things or the same thing every time? I don't understand the question. Like, does she turn into other people-looking things, or does she turn into animals? She changes her appearance. She still looks like a person, but not the same person. She must have a lot of wigs. What is wig uh fake hair guys i'm starting to think we shouldn't be taking olive to her grandma's i mean yeah her grandma might be trouble but her grandma also has all the flowers that we need to cure everyone unless billingsworth lied to us about that i mean does billingsworth really know what he's talking about I mean, he did give Maywin a potion that I think might have been poison. What the hell, Maywin? He told me it was to ease your pain. He said it would help. I'm sorry. Yep, I almost died. 
Potions well, are not my strong suit, unfortunately. Can't blame the elf for being too trusting. Do we know that this creature he's speaking of is actually her grandma, or are we just assuming? And even if it is her grandma, we have her grandchild with her, and I don't sense that Olive is nefarious, other than just being mildly annoying because she's a teenager. I mean, I think that unless, you know, we're all being sent there as sacrifices and Olive is just bait, uh, we should be fine. Do we trust him to rest here and camp on his land? Oh, this guy seems nice. He also seems very isolated, so I don't think he deals with a lot of outside world a lot. All I know is the kobolds are not keeping watch by themselves. I I think the kobolds are afraid of him, so I don't think that they're going to cause any problems. Mm, Not intentionally. I mean, I feel like it's fine to stay here. Um, is, do you have any weird stuff that comes into your portion of the forest at night, Mr. Giant Guy? Uh, Greg? Yeah, right. George. I totally wrote that and then said the wrong thing. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by weird. You are weird do you usually have like dangerous stuff that comes into your portion of the forest at night or does your portion stay very quiet all creatures of the forest are my friends i think we can trust him okay I i just hope he doesn't have any questionable friends who decide to visit us in the middle of the night but we're taking turns watching still, I assume. Definitely. Yeah. So you stay? If you'll have us, you can have um, a pastry. He he closes his eyes and he kind of uh, rubs his, pulls up the, the sleeve of his cloak and you can see on his forearm there are what look like anybody who has proficiency in arcana uh, would notice they look like runes and he kind of rubs his forearm as he does that the runes flare and as the runes flare you watch as all the surrounding trees flare in those particular like uh, in the same uh, runes and then a stillness kind of falls over the forest uh go ahead and make me a perception check any or all of you it's better um 13 18 uh ah. da, da, da. i can't math 23 nice um okay so anybody who rolled over a 15 um you notice that when he does this there's now a sort of shimmery you know how like when you're and it's a really hot day and you're looking off in the distance you have that kind of like shimmery like heat wave that's kind of like emanating from the ground and everything looks kind of in focus but yet not in focus at the same time 
now in a very large, what looks like a dome bubble, it's now surrounding you. And the noise of the forest that is normally just kind of ever-present seems to have dissipated. Wow. Quiet. Okay. We assume this means that we're safe now. Should we make camp? Or are we prisoners? (laughs) You are free to leave whenever you want. And he walks over to like where the barrier is and he puts his hand through keep things out not in okay well thank you george you're welcome all right camp time i I do give george a pastry i give him one with chocolate in it it's got to be like the size of a tic-tac to him, right? <laughs> He's not that big. It's a two-bite brownie. Um, Sorry, I was reading something. Go ahead. I think no you messaged I think you messaged the wrong person. I did message the wrong person. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. All right, so what were you guys saying? Uh, believe we're making camp and resting yep. now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, are you going to are you all gonna take a rest at the same time or are you going to take shifts if you're gonna take shifts who's gonna be what shift i'll take first shift i'm too anxious okay. to sleep these okay. these kobolds and this goliath i'm not closing my eyes for a sec okay um i guess i'll take last shift okay so maybe when you'll take middle shift yeah, that's good shift. all right middle shift um so as soon as uh, uh, you guys stop and make camp, um, Alan uh, or Fat Sam goes over to a tree and kind of like plops down and Alan uh, plops down next to Fat Sam and kind of like uses him as like a pillow. Um, and they're like out in a matter of moments. Um Trevor actually kind of does kind of like the dog thing where he kind of like walks in a circle and kind of like beats down the grass and kind of like fluffs up like a bed and just kind of walks in a circle and then just kind of goes from walking to kind of crawling and then just kind of lays down and falls asleep and he's totally out. Olive is uh within eye shot but you notice that as you guys were starting to set up camp uh and and make your way she's now sitting uh talking to uh uh George um they're a little ways away so you can't exactly hear what's being said but it sounds like she's having a a very I don't want to say meaningful, but like she's asking a lot of questions. And George, from what you can tell, is answering her questions as the best as he can. Okay. Um, Olive. Hmm? Olive, you should probably get some rest too. Yeah, I'm coming. I just wanted to 
he's he's lived in the forest for so long. I just wanted to ask him questions. He just, I don't know. I'll be right back, buddy. And then she comes comes over and she goes, he's lived here by himself his entire life. Like, I, I like I don't think I could ever do that. It just like how would you do that? I mean, some people some people have the ability to be alone a lot easier than others. I think I would just get super bored. You'd find ways to keep yourself busy, I'm sure. Solitude can be a blessing, kid. I wish I had some right now. Where did he come from, though? What? Your friend George, if he's been here his whole life, where did he come from? Hold on, I'll go ask. Hold on, I'll go ask. And she heads back over, and you see her talking to George for a second, and you see him kind of like point. He points up at the sky and he points down to the ground and he kind of opens up his arms wide and she comes back. She says, um, he said that he was born here, that he has lived in this area his entire life. He's never known anything before. He said that his dad's in the sky, his mom's in the ground. And all of everything that you see is his brothers and sisters. Is he a tree? I don't think so. I'm glad you've made a friend in him. Uh, I'm going to get some sleep. I would assure that you do soon as well. So, Vlody, if you want to... If she wants to stay up for a little bit longer, I'm going to throw it on your shoulders to make her go to sleep. But I need to get some rest right now. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I already promised I wouldn't give her any more candy, so we can't use that method again. All right, all all of you, all of you get some rest. I'll stay up. <clears throat> I'll wake you if anything happens. I won't start any more damn fights with the lizards, <laughs> who are now completely uh, asleep. And Fat Sam is snoring up a storm. Aww. I'll see you when my shift starts. Let's try to get through this night without shedding any blood if we can please fine fine all right uh velody you are taking first shift uh go ahead and roll me a d12 all right 12 again okay i swear it's not rigged (laughs) um you notice that george after you've all kind of gone to bed and uh, you're kind of staying watch, you're staying up to keep watch, uh, you notice that George continues what it seemed he was doing uh, previously where he's going from tree to tree to tree. Um, you are fascinated by his cloak, which just seems to bend the light around him so that he always looks like the thing that's in front of him or on the other side of that cloak. If you didn't know now that what you were looking at, you would probably lose him um, very, very easily. Um, After I would say a good hour, maybe two of him going from tree to tree to tree, he just 
calmly sits down. He lays down. He wraps the cloak around himself, and he just well, looks like falls asleep. I'm very wary of starting another fight, so I'm not going to go investigate too close. But I'm keeping an eye on him. Is the the shield thing still in place? You want to test it, or yeah, I mean, okay, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick my hand through it. <laughs> you stick your hand through it, and it feels kind of tingly, like mm-hmm. um, in real world applications, it'd be like if you were getting kind of like a low voltage electric shock. But in D&D terms, it's like any time that you feel like magic kind of like affecting you is just that kind of like tingly feeling doesn't hurt. But you just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely there. Can I pull my hand back in? Yep. Good. Yep. No problem. Yep. Um, Okay. Do you want to do you want to do anything? Nah, just chilling. Peaceful okay. night for once. All right. I guess I'll wake up Maywin. All right. You wake up Maywin. Uh Maywin uh Velody wakes you up. Uh do you do you tell Maywin anything? Uh like as a like a report to the next watch or Velody. Do you tell Maywin anything? Sorry, I was totally muted. Um, it's okay. I just tell her, you know, we've got this uh this George guy, he laid down over there. He's hard to spot because he's got his mirror cloak on. Just don't get spooked if he gets up. I think he's over there and I think he's asleep, so hopefully not a problem. Okay, I'll keep my eyes on him. Thank you. And I right. go to sleep. Okay. I'll take him. <laughs> uh Maywin, go ahead and roll me a D twelve. Seven. Seven. Okay. Absolutely nothing happens uh, on your shift. Um, you keep staring over at the area where Lodi said that um, George is sleeping, but as hard as you try, you just can't see where it is that he should be. He just, it's almost like he's not there. Hmm. Just out of curiosity, I get up and start walking over that way just to see if I get closer, if I can kind of see him there. Okay. It shouldn't make... be that hard to miss such a large creature. All right. Go ahead and make a, a perception check or investigation if you have proficiency. I have lots of prof- for bleh, proficiency in both. Okay. Uh, so 13... Because I rolled poopy. Okay, 13. You can't find him. You like, Velody said he was in this area, but as hard as you look, you just can't seem to find him. Hmm. I wonder if he became one with the ground. I'm going to just kind of walk the perimeter a little bit with keeping the campsite in view. Okay. You don't see anything. Hmm. Well, I assume I assume that everything is still okay because it's pretty calm and, and quiet and Melody mm-hmm. didn't seem too concerned, so I'm just going to go back to my watch spot and watch. <laughs> Alright. Uh, 
the rest of the night or the rest of your shift passes without incident. It's now time for Alicia's watch. All right, Alicia, it is your turn. But I can't seem to find where our friend George went. Velody thinks he laid down over there to take a nap. I can't find him. Just, but everything else seems to be okay. So I'm just filling you in. You cannot hear you, Alicia. Uh, it's because I was muted. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Um, yeah. I'll I'll see if he's still there or not or what happened. Um, anything interesting happened besides the disappearing giant man? Nope. It's been pretty quiet. Um, then, um, I left a pastry <clears throat> on your pillow. I promise it doesn't have wolfsbane in it. Okay. Thank you. And good night. Good night. All right. Um, so I'm so... for the morning, so I didn't eat it yet. <laughs> but I'm hanging right. on to it. All right. Uh Alicia, go ahead and roll me a D twelve. A D twelve. Ten. Ten. All right. Uh you are sitting uh just kind of keeping an eye on the camp. Um, did you want to try to go investigate that spot of where George was supposed to be? Um, uh, did you, did you, did you, oh, I can't. Uh, can I, I guess, perceive to see if he is still there? Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. Okay. Uh, 14. 14. Um, there's a shift in your view and you think maybe you figured out where he is. Okay. I'm just going to, in his head, he's basically just going to hear a George. Is that you? No response. Cool. I don't like that. Hey, uh, I'm going to go kind of wander over to where that um, shift in the light was. Okay. Uh, you get over there and I mean, you're kind of like almost like feeling your way around and all of a sudden, like what seems like should be normal ground, all of a sudden you kind of like bump into it. And now that you're kind of standing over it, you can kind of make the outline of what looks like to be a giant person just kind of curled up on his side. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to bump into you. No response. Does it look like it's breathing or? Make a perception check. That's only an eight. Hard to tell. Okay. If George is dead, I'm going to riot. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, you know, tried and true method. We're going to find the head and we're going to stick up piece of glass or something under his nose okay so you kind of feel around to where you think his head should be and you kind of roll him onto his back so that you can put the glass underneath his nose and as you roll him onto his back his eyes quickly open up and there is a bright flash white hot flash of light not painful just bright bright light and you hear a voice go 
it is time. And then you like blink for a second and you're still sitting in your spot uh, where you were sitting before you had gotten up to um, uh, look for George. And you realize for a second that you fell back asleep. Oh, oh, that, that, that was a weird dream. Oh, okay. Um, I, I think this forest is getting to me. Um, do I see George's body kind of still where I had seen it before? Like uh, the shape? Yes, yes. Uh, we're just going to leave that because that was a weird dream and we'll talk about it in the morning. All right. Uh, the rest of your uh, shift passes without incident. Um, just about a few minutes before the end of your shift, almost as if he knew George just kind of sits up, stands up, and starts to rub his forearm and you watch as the runes that were on the trees dissipate and you watch as the shimmery thing kind of goes down. Okay. You um, are George speaks. You are welcome to stay here for as long as you like, but I must go. Uh, thank you, George. Where are you going, George? I need to visit my other brothers and sisters. Other brothers and sisters? Yes, my other brothers and sisters. And he puts a hand on one of the tree. She says... She likes your beard. Well, I don't know how I feel about a talking tree, but at least she's got good taste. Yes. Goodbye. And he starts to just kind of wander away. I'm just kind of getting up out of my tent. I just kind of barely overheard that, and I was shoving the pastry that Alicia left me in my face. So I'm <laughs> kind of trying to wave with a mouthful of pastry and to say bye to George, <laughs> but I'm not sure I got it out. I, I offer a pastry to Velody because I don't think she's eaten either since yesterday. Okay. Velody can take it or not. Mm, no offense, Lucia. I don't trust your grandma's cooking anymore. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, but you do need to eat something because we had a really long day yesterday and we didn't really eat. Um, when you say that, uh, Trevor goes, "Oh, oh, I, I, I got an idea. I sit here one second, and he runs off into the forest. He's gone maybe about mm, four or five minutes. He comes back and he's holding on to like." three rabbits he goes we can make some stew you got those awfully fast little dude yes they're yeah. fast but i'm faster we probably should have made the stew last night but we can still cook them yes cook eat let's do it 
Good like, job. Fire sure. bolt the crap out of those rabbits to make crispy rabbits. <laughs> All right. So do you guys want to cook now and eat or do you want to like. Uh, um, well, ahead. we definitely need to eat something before we get moving on. Otherwise, we don't get to get rid of our level of exhaustion. Yeah, we should. So we can do it fast. The rabbit will cook fast. This definitely makes me look more favorably on Trevor because it's proven his worth. Proven his worth to the group. Yeah, we can cook up at least. We can cook these really quick, especially because we have fire magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and eat them probably while walking and stuff. Okay. So um, you cook them, you separate it. How much are you going to give the kobold? Well, I think Fat Sam might need his entire own rabbit. Um, should we See. give like half a rabbit for Trevor, Trevor and Alan to share and like the rest of us share one and a half rabbits? Well, how many people do we do we have? <laughs> so you That's, have... Oh, wait, we also have the Olive. The full dwarf. You have Olive. Olive. You have Olive, you have Elves. Giovanni. Giovanni. Oh, we do have Giovanni. Okay, Fat Sam only gets half a rabbit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was only, there were only three rabbits. There were only... Okay, so the three kobolds can split one rabbit, and then and I guess the five of us split the other two. Okay. But um, I'll I'll keep my eyes open while we're moving ahead for uh, I'll do some foraging to see if I can find any plants or nuts or berries that are edible while we're on the move. All right, uh, yeah, it's you're pretty good at that. So I would say that you are able to find some nuts and berries and a few other little things. So. Well, it's not like a great feast. You guys are not starving and you do you are able to get rid of your level of exha- exhaustion. Excuse me. Um, OK, so you are continuing for another day. So I need to pull up. OK, hold on here. Uh, OK, so you go yet another day on the map so i need uh let's do may win this time may win roll me a d12 eight eight okay this day passes completely uneventfully um the kobolds trevor has uh basically run out of questions and it's just now kind of bored and kind of just plodding along uh alan's still taking the lead uh fat sam uh seems to be focusing a little bit more today um you think maybe it was the excitement of being on the road mixed with maybe being hungry or just you know whatever but he seems less interested in like staring at everything um so he's you guys make pretty, pretty good time uh, and you travel a full day uh, without incident and it is now coming up on nightfall. Um, yeah, I gave Trevor something shiny to play with while we were walking. <laughs> um, I guess we should probably set up camp again. Yeah, maybe have Trevor um, go hunting again. He was very good at that. 
I'm just going to check the area to see if this looks like an okay place to camp from what I know of forests. Okay, Maywin, go ahead and make me a survival check. And when you suggest that to Traver, Traver goes, I'm on a bus! And he runs off. One of these days, he's not going to come back. I only rolled an eight. Well, <laughs> I, I rolled an eight with the modifiers. <laughs> this looks like a great place to set up camp. No right. issues whatsoever. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's good. I, I don't necessarily mean he's going to get killed, Bonnie. He might just find something shiny and never come back. Oh, I assume it's the worst. It's like <laughs> not, nothing. To, I mean, I don't think Velody cares, but out of character, <laughs> Bonnie loves Trevor. I know like, your face is just horrified. To him. <laughs> he's too precious. Nothing can happen to him. Um, I'd say about 20 minutes later, uh, Trevor comes back with like huffing and puffing and just a little bit at a time, he's dragging what looks to be a baby stag. He's just like, ah, eh, I got something kind of heavy. Could use a uh, little I help. Uh, Alicia's going to turn to Alan and go, and you don't think he's useful? Alan looks at you and goes, there's a million like him where we come from. Okay. He seems very useful. Not very intelligent, but very useful. Yes, they are good. Um, what do you call them? Um, cannon fodder? That seems a bit excessive, but okay. They're, I'm gonna. They're they're dime. Food. People like Trevor are dime a dozen. I could go back to camp and get fifteen more just like him. There's nothing unique about him. I, on the other hand, okay, have intelligence, intellect, smarts, brains. You you kind of get. Go. You kind of get the the sense that he's trying to like use big words, but he keeps using just different words that mean the same thing. You've got a thesaurus, is what she got, buddy. <laughs> is Trevor still struggling with his giant yes. offering? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a hand. I'm like, okay, 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 little buddy. Let me grab that for you. Oh, thank you. I've been dragging that thing for like ten minutes. I kind of pooped. I go over and help Melody as well and also get out my my knife because I know I'm from being on my own for a lot. I'm pretty skilled in yes. cleaning the animals. Yes. So I'm going to are... take a hand and try to skin and prepare this puppy or now, deer. Now for you guys, it's not a huge deal because the, the deer is rather small, but compared to the size of Trevor, uh, it was a it was a struggle for him to to get it here, but uh, it is enough meat uh, that you guys can eat very well uh, tonight, and also have some that you could turn into like jerky rations, and uh, you know heat it up, and and it won't keep for more than a few days. But if you cook it all, then you'd have uh, some some more food for like the next day or so. Without having to kill more. Perfect. 
Also, Heck I'm yeah. running out of pastries. <laughs> I was wondering. That's like an endless supply. Um, I don't know if... Oh, you might not have been there the time when I literally just said I swiped all the pastries that were in my grandmother's kitchen into a bag. <laughs> so there was a lot of pastries. Yeah. Still, I don't know how, how much Granny cooked, but... I mean, they are starting to go Sounds stale, like a too. lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so how do you want to set up camp tonight? I can take first watch. Okay. I can take second. Okay. And then, well, so Maywin will be third. Rear. Um, uh, okay, so uh, same thing. Fat Sam picks a tree, lays down. Alan uses him as a pillow. Uh, Trevor this time actually kind of finds a tree that has a low branch and kind of jumps up on top of it and just kind of leans against the tree with like one leg hanging down off the branch and the other leg like on the the, the tree branch um, and just kind of sits there and just you notice that he's not staring but he's just kind of watching you guys. Um, the rest of you go to sleep. Uh, Olive by this point in time is just like lights out, um, that, 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 you know, switching the schedule and all that stuff like that. It really, really threw her for a loop. Um, so you said Alicia, you said you were taking first watch. Yeah. Okay. Alicia, go ahead and roll me a D 12. 10. 10. Uh, nothing happens on your watch, but you do notice that your entire watch, Trevor has not fallen asleep and he is still just kind of watching all of you. Is there something on your mind, Trevor? I, I've never had friends before. I'm just really... Worried that if I fall asleep, I, I'm gonna wake up and you and you guys will be gone, and it'll either be a dream or like you forget about me. Well, I can pinch you to make sure you know you're not sleeping right now and it isn't a dream. Okay, and he dangles his foot down a little bit more. I go and pinch his scaly foot. Oh, that tickles. Okay, so I'm not dreaming. Okay, good, but but. You're not going to leave, are you? Mm, no. I mean, you're helping us. We're helping you by giving you shiny things. And besides, I don't think Alan likes you very much. <clears throat> no, Alan does. That, that's, that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried that Alan's going to convince you to just leave me behind because I'm useless. Well, you did bring a deer. Yes, I did do that. But, but any kobold could do that. But... Alan and Big Sam, and Fat Sam didn't do that, and those are, you guys are the only well, two they, kobolds with us right now. They, but they don't need to do that because Alan's the brain and and Fat Sam's the muscle. I don't think Alan's as smart as he thinks he is. No, he's really smart. He knows like he starts like kind of counting on his hand. He knows like how to do this many things. I only know how to do one thing, and that's that's uh or actually two things. I look for food. And uh, find shiny things. But can Alan make shiny things appear out of nothing? 
No, I can't make shiny things appear out of nothing. I plop another shiny thing in his hand that I prestidigitated. Ooh, shiny, shiny, shiny. I mean, it's Ooh. only around for an hour, but it's appeared out of nothing. What's an hour? Um, it's a unit. It, it it's time. It's time. He licks yeah. it. It doesn't taste like time. Alicia is surprised that this cobalt knows herbs. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's like um, you know how the sun and the moon move through the sky. Yes, because they're chasing each other. Well, yes, but as they move across the sky, time passes. So an hour is only a fraction of the time that the sun or moon moves across the sky. Oh, okay. What's a fraction? Okay, you see how the moon is right there? Yes. By the time the moon gets closer to that tree, that's going to disappear. The moon's going to disappear? No, the thing in your hand. Oh, so the rock is a moon. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. Shiny moon. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to go sit down before I get a headache. Okay. You see him? You see him play with the, the the shiny moon rock in his hand and he slowly comes down off of the tree and kind of like rests against the tree and you just see him like almost like petting his hand, petting like the glowy moonstone thing until he falls asleep. And then his hand like kind of falls down to his side and an hour later it disappears. <laughs> Okay, so um, the rest of your uh, uh, um, the rest of your uh, watch passes without event. Uh, who is next on watch? I think maybe. Okay, no, it was Velody. Oh, oh it was Velody. I okay. think it was. Yeah, it was Velody. Okay, so if you'd rather wake Maywin up, you can. No, I just forgot what we said. Yeah. All right. Uh, are you giving Velody any kind of report? Um, I'll, I'll let Velody know that um, I don't think we should let Trevor go back with the other kobolds. We should probably try to find him a better home. He doesn't... I don't think they appreciate him. Yeah, I can see why. Also, he doesn't know how to tell time. How many damn strays are we going to pick up on this journey? Grumble, grumble. I, I think we should... <laughs> Just rehome this one. I don't think we should keep this one. Yeah, we'd better not. We're not keeping. We're not keeping any of them. <laughs> but if he needs to come with us, fine. We're not keeping him. We're not keeping all of you either. I'm not keeping any of you. But for the time being, fine, fine. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna go to bed now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little grumpier because I don't like middle watch. Middle watch sucks. <laughs> All right. Uh Velody, go ahead and uh roll me a D twelve. All right. Four. Four. Um it is a very peaceful, restful night. It's been a minute since you've had you felt a calm like this. 
but sitting there in the camp looking over to your left and to your right looking at your traveling companions and the strays that you have picked up you get a glimmer just the faintest wisp of a life left long ago and you have just a moment of nostalgia before you kind of grumble grumble shake it off but just for a second that little sliver that was hardening your heart has just become a little bit softer Aww. All right. The rest of your uh, uh, watch passes without event, and it is now time to wake up Maywin. All right. Up and out of elf, bright and shiny. Half elf. Oh, apologies, ma'am. Okay, you don't have to call me ma'am either. Maywin is fine. All right. I guess you- I should just call you Maywin and not elf, anyways, or half elf. In any case, I'm going to bed. Nothing crazy happened. Let's hope that continues. All right. Roll me a d12, Maywin. Five. Five. The evening passes without event. Uh, You watch as mornings have always been something that, while you don't necessarily cherish... There's something magical in watching a new day begin. And as you are able to witness the sky go from black to deep purples to a very light blue, and then that ever slightly shimmer of sun as it crests over the horizon, it's just peaceful. Serene, you like third watch. You like mornings. You don't, however, like having to get everybody else up and on the road, which is what you need to do right now. (laughs) All right. Walking over to the tents and just trying to like bang on the tents, shake, rattle some feet. Up and Adams, time to go. Kind of in the meantime, packaging up some of the the jerky we've made from the deer for people's satchels while they're getting themselves ready to go. Yeah, you end up with, now that it's all divvied up, you have probably a good, I would say, good two days worth of rations in the form of deer jerky uh, for everybody everybody in the party including the kobolds and olive all right all right so you are excuse me you get back on the road and um as you start heading off alan says all right uh keep heading this way and uh i'd say by midday we should start to see the colors change. As soon as we see the colors change, we should be really close. Um, okay. As you are, as you are walking, 
you start to notice that that just ever present sound of the forest that you are kind of always hearing either there's birds or animals or the leaves moving or or insects or whatever the further you keep walking in this direction the quieter it starts to become and as you are walking you may win because you have the 13 right yes no 12 okay. Passive oh, perception, assuming you want. Yes. Mine's huh? a 12. Oh, wait. Velody, <laughs> you have the 13. Okay. Velody, you're the first one to notice that as you're walking, you notice a patch of grass that looks purple. Well, that doesn't look right. Anyone else seeing some uh, weird stuff? Nope. I mean, Not you can yet. point. You can point it out to them. I mean, oh, I'm like, I point at the grass and I start looking around for other signs. Oh, I got uh, an eight on my perception check, so I didn't even see the purple grass you pointed at. <laughs> well, no, she point when she points at it, you see it. You don't have to make uh, a perception right. check, uh, but you do see the the purple grass. But if you want to look for any more, uh, go ahead and make a perception check. I'll let you reroll, Alicia. Oh, 19. Okay. Velody, for perception and yeah, perception and Maywin. If you're looking for more uh, oddly colored things, twenty one, twenty one, nine, nine. Okay, so you did notice the purple grass, but now that you're actually looking, you don't see anything. However, Alicia and Maywin, you notice that just a little ways down. The trees, just little tiny patches. Uh, one tree is like uh, a deep, uh, like uh, like violet. Another tree is a really bright blue. Uh, just the leaves are just, just doesn't doesn't look natural. Doesn't look right. Uh, and as you kind of keep looking in that general line that you were walking, you notice that the colors it becomes more present the farther you look along that line of sight uh guys i found a bunch of trees with very weirdly colored leaves that's the way alan says we should be going is it not yep alan all right. right to you yeah uh, this looks like the way all right uh hold on to your butts uh this gets a little weird, and he just starts trudging through the forest, just straight ahead. Um, as you, as he keeps on walking with Fat Sam right in tow, he gets maybe about, I'd say, a hundred feet ahead of you. He just vanishes. Um, well, that doesn't seem right. Nope. Where did they go? I don't know. I guess we have no choice but to follow. All right. So you follow? Follow, but I've kind of, at this point, grabbed onto Olive's arm because the whole point of us being here is to bring her. So if we somehow disappear or she disappears, that's not good. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go stealthy because I don't trust 
disappearing pathways. Okay. Define going stealthy. Um, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get about 50 feet closer. Mm -hmm. uh, and then if you guys want to give me a minute, I want to see exactly what happened uh, at the moment when he poofed out in that area. Okay. And how are you going to do that? Uh, by looking back in time. Okay. Well. Um, yeah, but I need to be 50 feet closer. Okay. Yep. Because that seems like... Uh, I wanted to see like if they went through something or whatnot like at that point. Okay. Uh, so you get 50 feet closer and you concentrate and you are able to go back and look and yes from your perspective it looks like they walked up to a certain point and then passed through some kind of barrier and disappeared all right it's okay guys it's just a magical barrier wow what a relief okay and i will go up to the barrier all right you go up to the barrier and do you walk through do you put a hand through what are you doing um, I'll walk through it. Okay. You walk through it, and what is everybody else doing? I'm going to follow. I'll walk through also. All right. So you guys walk through. Um, you do notice that as uh, you get closer to the barrier, uh, Trevor, who normally walks upright, has now kind of started to lower himself down, is now kind of just slowly crawling forward on all fours um he looks very very scared um but he he looks scared but determined um you guys walk through the barrier uh and just for a second there's nothing you don't see anything you don't hear anything it's like pitch black and then you feel yourself almost like somebody just pushes you like as hard as they can, but like with a, a thrust that you've never felt before, like your head doesn't move, but if inertia was a thing, your head would have snapped back and off. And you feel this, like your stomach is in one spot, but your body is like, a thousand feet in front of it and just for a brief second you have that moment and then just as fast as it happens all of a sudden you see a sprawling forest in front of you but everything is different the sky is colors of magenta and purple and blue there is a, the trees are red and blue and orange and yellow. The grass is purple and blue. There's a sort of sweet smell in the air. And the noises that you would normally hear in the forest sound almost alien. You've never heard these kind of noises before they are not familiar and as you uh 
take in your surroundings and and take in this new environment, Alan turns to you and says, well, <sighs> welcome to the Feywild. And that's where we're going to end tonight. Yes, so hey. thank you for joining us once again on Jeroda's Journeys. Um, I, I, I kind of wanted to wait until we had uh, Giovanni here uh, before we met up with uh, Olive's grandma. Um, so that's why I kind of wanted to uh, uh, wait a little bit and why I wanted to end it right here because uh, you guys are getting really close. Um, so I wanted to end it to give uh, Giovanni a, a chance to be here uh, for uh, the end of this this journey that you guys have been on. Um, so uh, we'll pick it up uh, next time. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, let's go around the room and uh, do any plugs or promos or uh, anything you got going on. Uh, we'll start with Sambi. What you got going on? Um, well, as, as I mentioned earlier, I'm in like crazy crunch mode for my LARP to see mm -hmm. if um, I have everything I need. But, you know, like I said before, um, pretty much costumes, anything like creative, try to buy as much local as you can. You'll be surprised some of the stuff you can find from the local thrift stores. And if you're crafty enough, you can make it into other stuff. But yeah. Um, other than that, you know, buy local. Mm. Always good thing. Always good thing yeah. to buy local. Uh, Bonnie, what you got going on? Uh, I'm going to say spay and neuter your pets because it's important for their health and the health of uh, communities, especially if there's any like TNR trap neuter return programs in your area. Those are good to uh, check out and support. All right, excellent. Melanie? Um, I guess I can use this moment to just promote the theater company that both of us are on the board on, uh, board of. Um, they're based in Chicago, but have digital streams of their shows so people can see them anywhere. They're called Babes with Blades, and they are a theater company that focuses on um, really featuring, um, oh, what's their mission statement? I Let's let's just read that. <laughs> First of all, you can find them on babeswithblades.org. That is .org. Uh, and Babes with Blades Theater Company uses stage combat to tell stories that elevate the voices of underrepresented communities and dismantle the patriarchy through performance, script development, training, and outreach. Our, their ensemble creates theater that explores a wide range of the human experience and cultivates broader perspective in arts, community, and society as a whole. Um, but I really enjoy them. All of their all of their um, productions feature heavy stage combat. Um, they do blind casting typically, uh, and uh, they have writers workshops and stuff throughout the year. So whether you're local or not, you can probably submit to their um, playwriting uh, contests and stuff as well. So babeswithblades.org, check them out. Excellent. Uh, yeah, uh, like Melanie said, we're both on the board. I actually haven't been in a board meeting in a while because I missed 
uh, one back in like November. And because I missed the one board meeting, I never got the email for like the next one. So I missed that one. And then it just kind of like stole, but I have it, but I have, but I have it on, I know, but I have it on the agenda. Uh, no, there, I think there was only one actual meeting that I missed, but, um, after the, the, the one that I planned on missing, uh, but I have it on my agenda and on my calendar for the next one. So I will make sure that I'm there. But it was just kind of funny. <laughs> huh? You and me both. I wasn't. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. Um, thank you again for listening. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, uh, um, I, I'm, I'm announcing it now, but uh, you're going to be listening to it way down the line. But uh, we're getting starting to get stuff ready for releasing it onto the podcast. So by the time you guys are listening to it, we'll have already had multiple uh, episodes that have dropped, but um, uh, I'm still putting it out there because I'm putting it out in the universe in the hopes that uh, it generates uh, interest within the universe. Uh, and I'm very excited to to get uh, everything up and running and uh, this little crazy uh, narrative that we got going on, um, you know, um, out to the masses. I'm I'm very excited to see what happens when I kill. Oh, never mind. All right, that spoiler alert. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Bonnie. You almost not killed me, Trevor. Bonnie, not Trevor. <laughs> I'm not George R.R. R. Martin, okay? Some people are safe. Not saying it's Trevor, but some people are safe. All right. <laughs> we need to find Trevor right. a new home. Yeah. All right. Thank you again. Um, uh, and uh, we will see you uh, next time. And is it Thursday yet? Bye-bye.